Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I got an eight eight. to coast and floorboards to shingles this is the money pit home improvement show i'm tom kreitler and i'm leslie segretti and happy holidays everybody we hope that you are enjoying this magical time of year and you know what we're even prepared to give you the day off of your home improvement projects that's the kind of folks we are that'll be our gift to you you don't have to do a project today while you're enjoying the holidays but you know what if you're thinking about something you want to tackle once it's time to put all those decorations away that would be a great question to ask us right now. How do you do that? Well, you go to moneypit.com slash ask, click the blue microphone button, or pick up your phone and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's show, if you are enjoying having a real live Christmas tree this season, you might be surprised to learn that there is a good chance your first horde of holiday guests could be Christmas tree bugs that came with it. Sorry to say, but we're going to tell you how to spot and evict those holiday hitchhikers. I tell you, whenever we cover these types of stories, it just gives me the looking at my tree. The heebie-jeebies? Yeah, so thanks a lot, Tom. <laughs> also ahead, yeah, you guys. Just trying to help out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> also ahead, guys, as the winter temps drop, it is the right time to get ready for snow. So to help make sure that you're ready for anything that Mother Nature wants to throw at us, we are giving you your winter-ready checklist. And we're going to clue you in on some surprisingly common household poisons. We'll tell you what they are and how to make sure they are stored properly, especially when all the guests come to visit, because sometimes kids get into houses that don't have kids and bad things can happen. So we're going to go through the steps on what you need to do to keep everybody safe. All right. But first, our focus is you. We want to know what you want to know. So if you've got a DIY project on your to-do list, let us help you make it a DI done project. Let us know what you are working on and how we can lend a hand. And it's totally okay if you want to know how to hang a wreath on a front door or need some help putting up the lights because those are, you know, seasonal questions and we're open to them. The number here is one eight 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 Money Pit, or better yet, go to moneypit.com slash ask and click the blue microphone button. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Cindy in Louisiana, you've got the Money Pit. Tell us all about your roofing problems. Uh, we have a camp, and it's got uh, it's a metal building with uh, the pitch on the roof. There's several different layers of the pitch. It goes down, and so let's be like three different pitches on it. We had it put in, oh, probably in 07 or 08. And then around uh, 2011, we decided to 
uh, pull off that plastic wrap insulation off the inside of the roof and spray on the spray insulation on it. Once we did that, that's when we started noticing the leaks. So we tried different things. We even had another company come out, pull out all the screws and put in new ones that were a little fatter and so with the washers and all that mess with them to seal it. That has not worked. We've been up there on that roof, I don't know how many different times, trying to put silicone on the, on top of the screws after we clean it down uh, along the seams. Um, sometimes uh, we've even had to get up there, and he's had to pull out the screw, put silicone in, and put the screw back in. It's It's just been an absolute nightmare to try. You said these are metal roof panels? Is it like corrugated roof? What kind of metal roof is it? Right, it is. It's like a corrugated roof. So they're big metal panels, right? Right. When you've tried to replace these screws, I guess you're essentially taking the panels almost off the roof, right? Because you're removing all the fasteners. Yeah, well, we can't, I mean, with the spray and everything else, I mean, we had even thought about could we, you know, take the roof off and start over. And now with the spray down on it, we can't even do that. Oh, so this this spray is actually up on the underside of the metal roof itself? Right. So it's like glued oh, down now. <laughs> so there was basically no, um, there was no like sheathing or anything underneath this? No. We, when we started this project, we started it with someone who we thought, we didn't know anything and we thought the person mm-hmm. knew everything. And now we know better, but you know. We, we messed up, and now we're kind of caught in a bad position. So, yeah, it's it's not a good situation because it's kind of hard to try to repair something that probably wasn't put in well to begin with. So I have one idea for you, and that is to put another layer of roofing over the roofing that you have now, but put ice and water shield in between the layers. So ice and water shield um, is very effective at sealing these kinds of leaks that's specifically designed to seal around fasteners. And if you were to, if it was possible for you to put another layer of metal roofing over this, but put ice and water shield in between, that would definitely stop the leaks from happening. Short of that, I think this is a situation where the roof has to come off and you really have to do it right from the get-go because I don't think the, the, the roof was just put on, I guess, over some sort of furring strips or something like that. There was never... Uh, any ice and water shield underneath that. And so I'm not surprised that it does leak, especially from driving rain. I don't think you can rely just on the fasteners or even fasteners that have, like, rubber gaskets on them to keep that kind of a roof uh, completely leak-free. All right. Well, I tried. Thank you. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. I wish we could give everybody a quick fix, but sometime... We just can't, <laughs> especially when you have a roof that's been going so wrong on so many levels for so long. You just can't bring it back. Hey, you want to support our podcast and help us grow? Well, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be forever grateful. Plus, you'll be helping other homeowners discover our show. Just go to moneypit.com slash review. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. 
Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to AIRDOCTORPRO.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. We're going to chat with Rich from Myrtle Beach, who's thinking about a generator. How can we help you? Well, as you mentioned, I am in the search for a generator for the home. As you mentioned, I'm from Myrtle Beach, so we tend to have a lot of hurricanes coming during hurricane season. <laughs> yeah, but you do. A couple of- you know, we get more warnings, though, truthfully, than we actually do hurricanes. But either way, I have a family, I want to keep them safe and uh, with uh, food and everything. So I'm looking to get a good generator that will work for the entire house. Sure. So first question, do you have natural gas? Yes. Perfect. Yeah, that's important because when the power goes down, it becomes hard to get gasoline, right, for portable generators because the, the gas stations are also down. But if you have a whole home generator that's powered by natural gas, then you have that fuel 24-7 because the utility lines rarely go down in a storm such as that you would experience down in South Carolina. Now, Leslie and I both have had whole home generators for a number of years. And for me, I'm super happy. I have a Kohler 20K. And the way it works is when the power goes off, within about 10 to 15 seconds, the generator kicks on automatically. And I'll tell you what, it's a really nice sound when you have no power and you hear that generator kick in because it basically replenishes all the power for the house. It, you know, I used to have a generator years and years ago before the developments that these machines have gone through over the years where I only powered part of the house. But now every single circuit in my house is covered. The refrigerator, the air conditioner, the boiler, all the lights, everything. Yeah, and you don't have to think about anything. We have a special needs child, so sometimes if I need to get the oxygen going or monitors going, I, that's one of my biggest concerns is having constant electric. And Leslie, if I remember it right, you actually went into labor during a power failure, didn't you? <laughs> well, uh, Charlie was born during Hurricane Sandy. So right, I, when you had the power. <laughs> I, you know, and Hurricane Sandy <laughs> was a major storm event. I should say Superstorm Sandy for the East Coast, New York especially. And we had no power for four weeks following Hurricane Sandy. And then, sadly, if you'll remember, then my husband passed away. So there I was yeah. with no power for ages and ages with a newborn baby. And then this major tragedy. And I did not want to find myself and my family in that situation ever again. Never again. So we also put in the Kohler 20KW, and it's excellent because, I mean, truly since then, I think the most we've ever been without power when the generator was running was possibly six hours. So luckily, we've never had an event like that again, but it is so comforting to hear it test every week and kick on, even for those short 30-second little power outages that happen every so often, just to know that I don't have to think about it. Every circuit will come on that I need. I will have access to all of the power that I need. And I don't ever need to be scared or unsure again. And I think that's super important for peace of mind. It's just important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing that it does for us is it keeps us on the air because we both have home studios. And so we don't ever go down when the power 
goes out. So for all those reasons, we're big believers in whole home generators. We both have Kohler's. They are really built to last. And, you know, they, they need very little maintenance. I think I have my generator service tech come about once a year to service it. It also automatically comes on once a week to sort of exercise itself and keep the battery charged and that sort of thing. But it's pretty much hands-off, and it does a great job. Now, is it, what about installation? How is that working? So you purchase the generator, right? And then you have to hire an installer. But a lot of companies are out there that, that do both. You know, there's companies that specialize in generator installation because it is a fairly big installation project in the sense that you got to run a gas line. And we had to run the gas line, you know, ourselves beforehand from the installation of the generator. We spoke with the installer. They said, this is where it has to go. Our town had to sign off on it. There's certain noise variances that. You know, your village, town, community may say it's got to be X amount of feet from a neighbor's line or from here or from there just because of these ordinances. But I I feel like the process was super easy. Okay. Yeah, and the other thing you'll need is an electrical permit because obviously there's a lot of electrical wiring involved and making sure that you have – there's a new switch that goes in called a transfer switch that does just that. It senses when the street power has gone down and transfers power to the generator. So, you know, there's a bit of work to be done, but I'll tell you what, they've become very, very affordable, and I think they're just really smart to have. They also improve the value of your home. So for all those reasons, I think it's a a good project, especially if you live down there in South Carolina because you're certainly more – prone to hurricanes than those in other parts of the country. That's a great endorsement. Polar. Okay. They're different sizes uh, based on the size of the home or how many electrical appliances you're running off of. Yep, there is. And and that's when we mentioned 20K. We, that's a short for 20KW or 20 kilowatts. That's the size generator that we both have. Our houses are about the same size and have relatively the same systems. But there are calculators that the manufacturers will provide where you can actually enter in you know, the number of circuits and whether you have central air and all that sort of stuff that consumes power, and they'll recommend a generator for you. But generally, it's going to be, you know, somewhere in that 20 to 26 kW range for your average single family. Okay. Uh, one other question. Am I, am I contacting Kohler through the internet? You certainly can. I would encourage you to go to uh, their website. Kohler is spelled K-O-H-L-E-R dot com. On that website, they actually have a locator. There's a button to get a free quote. You can complete a form and submit it and let them know if you need the installation and the generator, the installation by itself, and then uh, someone will be in touch with you. So I think it's important to work with uh, dealers and installers that are familiar with the product, and most of these dealers are. I mean, they work with Kohler. That's probably all they work with for very good reason. Okay. I appreciate that. All right, Rich. Well, good luck with that project, and let's hope that once it's installed, you never have to need it. You know what? I'd actually like to see it work. (laughs) It is kind of fun when I come home at night during a power outage and I'm the only house that's got lights on. You know what? Do, do you go outside and rub it in and put your Christmas lights on and everything else you blow up? Hey, during Hurricane Sandy, I kept the, the neighborhood flush with fresh eggs and milk and ice cream and butter. <laughs> my you my house was their house. You just got to watch out for those extension cords coming from the neighbor's house. Yeah, well, we would never do that, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, certainly offer them the opportunity to, uh, you know, keep their spoilable foods from uh, you know, getting in bad shape was something we were happy to do. Yeah. Rich, thanks so much for calling us at 188 Money Pit. Good luck with that project. Thank you, sir. Well, if you are one of the millions of households who enjoy having a real live Christmas tree to gather around, you might be surprised to learn that there's a pretty good chance your first horde of holiday guests might come with that tree. Yep, there are actually over a half dozen species of Christmas tree bugs that may have attached themselves to your live tree. We're talking about aphids, adelgids, pine needle scale, bark beetles, and even spiders that, I hate to say it, can bite. 
Uh, excuse me while I'm vomiting and going to check my Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, this is the worst. All right, so here's what you have to do, because I know a lot of you still haven't gotten your tree. Some people do it as a Christmas Eve tradition. And heck, even if you've got a tree in your house right now, let's just check it out together inside right now so you can be prepared. (laughs) So before you do head out, make sure you bring a bright flashlight with you, and you want to shine that flashlight along the trunk because you need to highlight any bugs or any eggs that are on the trunk of that tree itself. And you can scan a few sections of needles for bugs, even for eggs as well. Now, next, you want to shake it out. Even if you've inspected your tree for any hitchhikers, it's a good idea to give the tree a good shake because shaking a tree is going to encourage any bugs to leap off so you don't bring them home with you. As Christmas tree bugs are so common that some shops or stands actually have what they call a Christmas tree shaker. You can use that before you tie off the tree to your car and make sure that you have separated yourself from any of those insects for the ride home. Now that the tree is in your house, every so often vacuum, because as the tree's been in there a while, those needles are going to fall off, and you might be likely to find some dead bugs under the tree. Now, many of the bugs that live on Christmas trees are going to run out of food once you bring that tree inside, or they're not going to be able to cope with the change in humidity. So the best solution is to just vacuum up any dead bugs, along with the dried-out needles that are ultimately going to collect on a very daily basis, and sometimes multiple times a day, depending on how many times your children or dog like to just interact with the tree. And one more tip, if you are vacuuming, make sure you replace the vacuum bag as soon as you're done. This way, if there are any that are filled with a few live bugs that are still clinging on to your holiday spirit, you will dispose of them promptly. And there you go, Leslie, a bug-free Christmas tree. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, 
Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Donna and Tyler, Texas is on the line, has some questions about windows. Tell us what's going on. We have uh, double pane windows that we've replaced our old windows with about 20, 25 years ago. And now I have some that don't close. And I have one that has, that I can't open, that the mechanism in, in the side of the window broke. And I didn't know if there was any hope for repairing them or fixing them or if I just need to get new windows. Well, I mean, really, Donna, 20 to 25 years, Leslie, I feel like she got a lot out of those windows. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's for a pretty sure. good life, right, for windows. And uh, certainly you may be able to repair some of the mechanism if you can locate the parts, but it, it frankly might just be better to replace those windows, especially because windows today have become less expensive and they've become more efficient. And if you go with replacement windows where you're only really replacing the operable part of the sash, the part that slides up, and slides down, and you leave the old sash in place, uh, they're really pretty affordable and easy to install because you basically order them to fit inside that space, and they can be installed in a really quick... I mean, I could do a window like that inside of an hour easily. So they're not that difficult to replace these days, and especially if you have bad seals because the seal, it would definitely not be worth at all taking out the window that has the bad seal and having the seals replaced. That would be much more expensive than getting a new window. So I think you ought to be happy with the 25 years you got of that window and think about replacing them. And you know what? If uh, if you want to approach this in a way that kind of keeps the costs in check, I would think about whether or not I was more concerned about my heating bills or my air conditioning bills. If it was the air conditioning bills, then I would do the south side of the house first, followed by the west. And if it was the heating bills, I would do the north side of the house first, followed by the east. You don't have to do the whole house at once. You can do the one or two sides at a time. Robin, Massachusetts, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? So my wife and I just bought a uh, brand new uh, house. And when we first uh, got there, we turned on a light switch and our fan in the attic started smoking. So went up there. It looks like it's the back of a submarine. It's like this really big old like propeller-driven fan. So that's got to go. So, um, as I've been doing a little bit of research online, it seems like there's kind of two camps going on as to whether or not uh, it's really worth having an attic fan or not, whether it really saves energy and saves money over time, or if it's really just something that uh, is kind of a legacy or a holdover from a different era. So, I guess I just want to get a take from that. Okay. So, is your home uh, air-conditioned? It is not. It is not. Okay. So, you're using what? Window air conditioners in the summer? Yep. Window, uh, we have uh, two window air conditioners up on the second floor. Now, the first floor has actually been pretty cool. So here's the thing. You're going to run this attic fan in the summer, and I presume this would be one that's repaired and not smoking. So let's assume it's operational. If you run it in the summer, what it's going to do is it will depressurize the attic. Now, it's going to try to make up that air from somewhere. Now, theoretically, it would pull in air from other vents in the roof, other passive vents, like vents at the gables or vents at the soffits or other roof vents to be able to kind of take air from the outside. It will go in those roof vents, up through the attic fan and out, and sort of just cycle. Truth is, though, that those fans are usually a lot more powerful than the amount of passive venting available to make up the, the, the replacement air. So they'll sort of reach down deep into the house and start pulling out air from your house and venting that. 
which they're not really intended to do. They're only really supposed to be venting the attic. So what happens in that scenario is they pull out not only the warm air in your house, but the air-conditioned air, which is your expensive air that you paid to cool. And so that's why they can be very inefficient, because they can rob air-conditioned air from the house. Bigger problem when you have central air than when you just have window units, but that's you know, that's why we generally don't recommend them. Uh, this, the other reason is that you really don't need them. You could do just as good a job with proper passive ventilation. And by that, I mean generally continuous ridge vents that go down the peak of the roof and soffit vents at the overhang. With that combination, uh, air will always press in under the soffits, right up under the roof sheathing and exit at the ridge. And it just does a good job passively of keeping the attic cool without impacting the cost of cooling uh, or having attic fires because your fan motor blows up. And then I I guess just to to go off of that for a second, uh, in the winter, I've heard that you can run the attic fan in reverse and push the hot air that's risen up into the attic down into the rest of the house. Is is that also a myth? That's that's, that's a complete myth. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. That would be actually be foolish. You you could you could mess with your uh, with your the natural ventilation the natural draft of uh, of your heating equipment by doing that and it could be dangerous you could build up carbon monoxide and and cause fireplaces to backdraft it could just be a real mess so yeah I would not do that okay perfect thank you guys so much you're welcome thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, guys, as the winter temps continue to drop, it is a good time to get ready for snow. So to help make sure you're good to go for anything Mother Nature can throw at us, we've got a winter-ready checklist just for you. All right. Well, first, let's talk tools. You know, a good snow shovel is priceless when the white stuff starts to stick. And today, there's many choices in shovels out there with some not nearly as good as the others. So you want to look for a shovel with a bent handle because that's going to make lifting the heavy snow a lot less stressful for your back. Also, the edge of the shovel should be reinforced so that if you're scraping ice that's been stuck to the sidewalk, it's not going to bend or break that front edge of the shovel. And speaking of scraping ice, don't forget to pick up a couple of those for your windshields. Next, if there's ever been a time to think about buying a new snowblower, that time is now. I bought one uh, a number of years ago when my kids seemed to get too busy to help out old dad with all the shoveling. <laughs> I've never been happier. I mean, you can find these snowblowers in single or two-stage models for bigger driveways or for smaller areas, you can pick up a snow thrower, which is kind of perfect if you're only moving a couple of inches of the white stuff at a time. Now, next, it's time to get the salt and sand ready for all those icy driveways and sidewalks that you're going to be encountering. Seasoning those slippery sidewalks with sidewalk salt is definitely going to melt the ice, but the wrong kind of salt can also cause your sidewalk surfaces to disintegrate. Now, the best sidewalk salt is made from potassium chloride or calcium chloride. And this type of sidewalk salt is going to melt the ice, but it is not going to damage the concrete surfaces the way that that so-called rock salt would. And now rock salt sodium chloride. So you want to stay away from that. And for best results, what I'd like to do is to buy the potassium chloride in advance, and then I'll mix it with playground sand and keep a supply stored near each entrance to my house. So I seem to always have a surplus of five-gallon buckets around, but whatever you have, put the potassium chloride in there, mix it together. So this way, once you start to melt out all of that ice, the sand remains behind to give you a little more grit in case it starts to reform. And let's be honest, Tom, you use those five-gallon buckets in the fall to sit around your fire pit. That's why you always have so many. For everything. (laughs) everything. That's right. Whenever company comes, pull up a bucket. You know the rules in this place. Come on. Heading to Minnesota, where Deb is having some issues with an unlevel floor. What's going on? We're in a house that the main part of the house was built in the 1930s. 
and that's our problem right now, although the rest of the house has got issues, too. Um, it's over a little over 3,000 square feet, and we tried to sell it, can't sell it, so we're staying, but we don't, there's only two people living in this big of a house, so we want to block off the upstairs and just live on the main floor. Um, we were going to change the stairs and um, enclose them. Right now, they're open stairway. But when we started doing that, the floor behind it is probably real close to an inch and a half dip. And why is it important to you that you try to take this dip out of the floor? Because generally, when dips form over many, many years, everything gets kind of gets settled in that space. And it's not always a good idea. In fact, it's rarely a good idea to try to pick it back up unless it's an active structural problem, which I doubt this is. We want to replace the steps going upstairs. And we can't do that because the steps that are there right now are actually twisting from the dip. Well, that's not a problem. It's easier to build a set of steps that fits the existing floor structure than it is to try to fix the floor structure. You can easily make a set of steps that has a stringer that's longer on one side than the other. You know, very often um, when stairs are made, sometimes, especially custom stairs, they leave the stringers running long and the carpenters cut them on site so they fit perfectly in the home. But I don't think it's necessary to try to rebuild your floor just to fix the stairs. Okay, Deb, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Gary, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a basement I want to do over. Uh, I have four concrete floors, but a four concrete walls. I want to I want to seal the floor and the walls, and um, I'm I was kind of thinking I don't know epoxy, you know, like you would use in a garage epoxy paint on the floor and um, something is the same thing on the wall or is there something different for the wall? Well, let's talk about this these concrete walls now. Do you have any moisture issues here, or are you just kind of being preventative? No, no, I made I made sure that, you know, the outside was all tapered. There's gutters on the outside. Yeah, then you can use a standard masonry wall paint on that. And uh, as far as the floor, you know, the reason to use the epoxy flooring uh, paint is because it'll be super durable. I don't think you need to do that on the walls. You basically want to slow down natural evaporation of soil moisture through uh, the walls to the interior. That was great help, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, here's a big statistic. Every 15 seconds in this country, a poison control center gets a frantic call about an accidental poisoning. And it turns out there's a whopping 90% of accidental poisonings actually happening in the home. That's right, right in your home sweet home. That's right. So here are a few ways that you can stay safe. First of all, most adult poisonings are a result of mixing chemicals that shouldn't be combined. So you never want to mix cleaning chemicals, and you always have to read the labels about potentially deadly combinations of products. Now, more than half of all home poisonings happen to children under six because kids are fast and they are sneaky and they go places very quickly. So you have to keep an eye on them, but you also have to keep those poisons out of reach and locked up. It's also super important to discard old prescription medicines promptly and don't flush the medications because they wind up in the water supply. Now, let's talk about garages, basements, and other places that you work and play. You want to recognize that cleaning products and solvents and paints and all of those sorts of supplies are often right next to the board games, the bats, and the balls. I mean, toys and toxins literally side-by-side in places like that. So don't do that. Keep them separate and keep the kids safe.
Cheryl in Texas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you? I have some countertops that are plywood. Um, I just purchased a house recently, and I'm planning to do a total remodel in about a year. But right now, the countertops are plywood, and so I wanted an idea to um, put on the countertop so that I don't have water damage to the plywood, and plus something that looks nice, and I was wondering if you might have an idea. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different options, of course, at a variety of price points, and if you're looking for something that's just going to be temporary but still stylish and functional, you know, probably your quickest and most DIY and affordable option could be tile. Now, that's going to be something that you could easily do on your own, and there's a lot of different choices to keep you within a variety of price points. Um And that generally can look really, really great. The other options are laminate countertops, which you can get pre-cut at the local home center. And that just depends on how much of a run you need and how much actual cutting to fit to size that you have to get. Um, But those are probably going to be your two most affordable. I think with tile, it really gives you an opportunity to make it really stylish and your own and something that you can feel proud of doing yourself and last you through the long haul until you're ready to do a major remodel. Okay. And what do you usually adhere the tile with? I'm not really much of a DIY person, but I'm sure, I think I could do it, but I was just kind of curious with the water, what adheres that tile and keeps that countertop protected. So there's two options. There's a tile mastic, which is sort of like a glue that you trowel onto the plywood and you stick the tiles onto that. And then there's like a tile mat. It's like a two-sided adhesive mat that you glue that down to the wood surface in your case, then you peel off a backing and you can stick the tiles right on top of that. So there's a couple of ways to do that. If you can find the mat, um, what's interesting about that is you can grout right away. If you use the mastic, you've got to let it dry overnight and then you can grout. Okay. I like those ideas. Okay. Thank you so much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Annie wrote into Team Money Pit asking, Hi. I'm wondering what your advice would be regarding putting a cork floor in our bathroom. Good choice, or should I pass? Well, from a durability standpoint, it's a great choice. It's a super durable floor. It's attractive. It's it's soft to walk on, and it looks great. So that makes it a great choice for a bathroom. Leslie, what do you think about uh, decor when it comes to that? I mean, I've seen cork in homes that are 40 or 50 years old, and it stands up pretty darn well. Well, and cork doesn't, you know, it doesn't always look like the cork from a wine bottle or like a cork board. Like there's so many different ways that it's being put together that the flooring can be quite beautiful, have a lot of characteristics to it, be more simple. Um, so I truly do love the way a cork floor looks. And I also love that it's softer underfoot. Like I really enjoy seeing them in kitchen or in workspaces. Um, just because when you're standing so much, it's so much nicer on your body. And as far as water resistancy, they seem to be a really great choice for the bath. Absolutely. So I think you're good to go if you love cork. There's certainly lots and lots of flooring choices available today, but uh, cork is just a wonderful natural product to consider. So good luck with the project, Annie. All right. Josh in Michigan wrote in saying, in my bathroom, I've been having some problems with what looks like drips on the wall. These drips are sometimes a yellowish color and more noticeable after a shower. Is this a venting problem? Yes, in terms of the presence of the moisture. So I would make sure you have a bathroom exhaust fan, Josh, and I would make sure that you have that exhaust fan hooked up to not only uh, a regular light switch or regular switch for it, but a a humidistat. See, if you have a humidistatic switch, then the fan's going to run as long as it has to to take all the humidity out. 
That's going to prevent the condensation on your walls. I'm a little perplexed by the yellowish color you're reporting. And Leslie, I'm thinking that might be because he has hard water because there'd be a lot of, a lot of minerals in that water. I mean, it could be. I always remembered, you know, my grandparents were both smokers and that would be what would happen in their bathroom. They had a super small bathroom. The ventilation wasn't great. And when condensation would drip on the walls, it did have like a yellowish tint. So I don't know if that's what's going on at your place, but you're definitely right. It could be contributed to hard water or it could be contributed to a previous owner who was a smoker. All right. Now we've got one from Rob who says, my garage is heated. And when the snow melts off the vehicles, the water pools in the front corner of the garage and soaks into that block wall that makes up the exterior wall. How do I fix the flooring so that the water runs toward the drain? Well, listen, re-sloping your garage floor would be certainly a difficult project because you need to re-pour it. It's not something you can really repair. So I would suggest you paint the floor and the bottommost row of blocks with an epoxy garage paint. This is going to greatly reduce the absorption that you're seeing. It's going to inhibit frost damage that can result from that same situation. Now, another thing you could do is consider what I did, which is I put in garage tiles. These are nice because they said just above the floor. So if there's a little bit of water that gets uh, on that floor, it basically goes right through and then evaporates off. Very rare for me to see any buildup of water that gets above those tiles. Okay, Rob, there's a couple of good options for you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on this most wonderful of holiday season weeks. We hope that you're enjoying time at home with family and friends this holiday season. If you are uh, taking a moment to think about planning for the year ahead, we'd love to help you do just that. So remember that you can reach out to us anytime at one eight 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 Money Pit or by going to moneypit.com slash ask. Whenever you think of it, reach out, post your question, and we will get back to you the next time we are in the studio. Until then, happy holidays, everybody. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.